end of June, we took about uh, nine or ten of our teenagers. Um, actually, I think it was closer to 15. There were 23 of us total, and um, we had several adults go on this trip down to uh, Camilla, Georgia. It's Goodson Road Church of Christ. It was pretty neat for me because I was able to go in the year 2000 when I was interning at a church in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. And um, actually, in the year 2000, their church was the church building was destroyed by a hurricane. And um, that was how we initially got connected with them. And um, here's the crew at Mid-10 Ford. Um, we were supposed to leave on a Friday morning and ended up, these guys, as you can see, they were more interested in drinking their beverage and going to lunch. Um, Marie Pickler and I spent about, uh, I don't know, several hours at Mid-10 uh, waiting on them to finish the bus. Eventually, we decided to go the two vans route, and uh, so Old Blue made another trip, and I am very thankful to Rick Waldrop, who was able to go at the last minute and, uh, and help. He brought, uh, actually, that huge trailer right there, and so we were able to uh, manage the trip with, with two the massive trailer. Also, thanks to uh, Steve Bradshaw for allowing us to use that. There's the new church building, which they uh, completed just a couple years ago, and... Um, that's our, our team right there. Uh, and I just want to mention uh, real quick, everybody that was able to go. Um, I mentioned Rick Waldrop, who was, who was a savior for the trip. Um, Mitch, Mitch Poskovich was able to go. Andy Frizzell, our summer intern. Um, Stephen Goodall, Timothy Thompson, uh, Chad Etheridge, Drew Morrow, Ben Burkhart, Jordan Huddleston, Jeremy Burkhart, uh, Katie Whitaker, Tracy Shannon, Rachel Hill, Marie Pickler, Megan Fisher, Colton Shannon, Mallory Fisher, Jennifer Smith, Jocelyn Pirtle, Tansy Waldrop, Cecily Hughes, and Kenny Smith. They're all in that picture, not in the order I just read out, but um, they're all in that picture. And if you went on that trip, if you would just stand just for a minute and let everybody recognize you, um, they look a lot different in person. Um, if you can, make sure you, you give these young people and these adults a pat on the back. Um, it, we just had an awesome team. And one thing I was worried about as I sat around watching the paint dry at Mid-10 Ford all day was that everybody would be upset and frustrated and tired. And I'm thinking, this is not a good start to the trip. But some of our adults stayed here with the building with, with all the young people, and they ended up having a great time. And they all had positive attitudes the, the, the whole week, and I'm just very thankful for that. And... Yeah, thankful for the screen there, so I can not break my neck. This right here, uh, the preacher down there is Brother Curtis Tenson. This is his wife, Virginia, right here, and I believe this is his mother. I can't think of her name, but this is his mother right here. Uh, they're some of the dedicated members of the church there at Goodson Road, and uh, these ladies prepared lunch for us every day, and uh, it was great. Here they would do sack lunches for all the kids. Um, about 95% of our kids... Were, were bussed in. We had to go, Mitch and, and, and Rick went and picked those kids up. A lot of times they'd go out for a couple trips and bring in just van loads of kids. And uh, they'd just go into these poor neighborhoods and you know honk the horn and, and tell them they were going to Bible school. And we had several kids come each day. Uh, this right here is, is the preacher, Curtis Tenson, and um, he's helping there with snacks. He was actually a security guard at Albany State University which is where he, uh, we stayed on the, in the dormitories there at Albany State. It's about 30 minutes south of Albany, Georgia. And um, 
the guys did all right. I think the girls' dormitories were in bad shape, but maybe better when we left. Uh, these are some of the dedicated members of the church there. There's only about 20, 25 members there at the church. And so, as you know, if you've been a part of a smaller church, uh, it usually requires more people to work. And, and these people put in a lot of time, and, and they do pretty much everything that gets done there. Um, here's some of our team right here, Drew and Mallory and Mitch. I'm not exactly sure what they're doing. They're right there. Um, Chad Etheridge went on our trip, and uh, Chad, if he hadn't gone, I don't know how the trip would have been. He, he kind of became our official mascot. And this is his alter ego, Harry. Um, the kids down in Georgia just fell in love with Chad, and, and his name was Baldy down there. But this was his alter ego, Harry. Um, and he would get up with the kids and interact with them every day and do puppets and things. And just, he did a great job. And uh, there he is as his Baldy character. Um, uh, here's, here's Megan Fisher uh, in a role play. Each day we would uh, perform the, the skits just like we do here at Mount Juliet, where we'd act the stories out, the Bible stories that we were going to teach. Here is Rachel Hill taking charge and doing the crafts. Um, Rachel was able to go, and she did a, just a great job with crafts all week. Here's Megan Fisher. He ended up, I'll tell you this story. He, he told me several times, he said, when you get down here, he said, you'll probably have you know, 30, 40 kids on the first day. He said, you'll be, you'll be lucky to have 75 by the, by the last day. Well, I'll tell you, the first day, we had 65, and the second day, 87, third day, 97, and the fourth day, we had 108, and uh, I, I challenged the kids to, to bring all their friends. I think everybody on our trip was kind of mad at me for doing that, because uh, we, we would have just, these classrooms would just be packed with kids. Uh, they weren't really designed for as many kids as we crammed in there, but um, it was really great. Um, here they are, Marie Pickler uh, and Ben Burkhart led, led games every day uh, with the kids as a break from their classes and uh, got the kids interacting with each other. Um, here's the, the teen class, Chad and Mitch and Andy and myself uh, took turns teaching. Uh, I was really impressed with how many teenagers would come every day. You know, we would have probably 25, 30 kids in there and uh, we'd sing and teach them class. Here's Tansy Waldrop. Um, I believe she's taking charge of the, of the class there. Um, it was really neat to see a lot of our young people who hadn't been in this environment with these kind of, kind of kids. A lot of these kids came from um, poor homes. A lot of them didn't ha came from single-parent homes. And um, a lot of our kids really stepped up and, and took charge of their classes. Um, we did have an adult in each classroom. Um, here's some of the boys. There's a couple girls here. I'll, I'll, when we left uh, the last day, a lot of our kids were, uh, were heartbroken. Um, stop on this picture real quick. We'll stop on that. Um, the last day, it was, it was hard for, for us to leave. Um, a lot of our young people developed relationships with those kids and you know, became almost big brothers and big sisters to these young people. And um, they were just starving you know, for love and, and to know about God and to know more about Jesus. And it was just awesome. Um, and I was really thankful that, that all of our, the kids could go. This right here, um, I think they told the boys the wrong time to be up in the morning. I, I don't think that was communicated very well. Uh, the girls were usually the first ones to arrive somehow. Um, you know, it takes guys longer to get ready than girls. <laughs> something like that. Um, but anyway, 
The girls fortunately didn't kill us before we got back. Um, they were very patient and understanding. You can go on to the next one. Here they are. Um, all the great ladies that were able to go. And they all just did a great job. Here's Rachel with a few of the precious little kids down there. There's Chad. I can't, I can't remember. What was her name? I couldn't think of it. Huh? Tasha Lika? This girl was, was kind of one of the little mascots that everybody liked to hold. She, was, she would just curl up in your, in your arms. There's uh, Ben Burkhardt helping out with games. There's a couple more kids. There is Timothy, and I, I don't even know how to pronounce her name, Kiumbria. The girl had a beautiful voice. She would have to turn away from you and not look at you, but if you got her to sing, it was really awesome. Um, here's several of the kids. Our girls got close to a lot of those kids. Uh, there's Megan and, and Stephen Goodall. Uh, Stephen really did a great job with these kids. Um, he got down there, all of our kids did, but, but Stephen kind of found his place with uh, some of the little ones and, and really just made them feel welcome. Here's Tansy teaching. Here's Tracy. Tracy Shannon was able to go with us this year, and she helped out tremendously. She was in charge of the, the third and fourth grade class. Here we have Megan and Jocelyn Pirtle and Stephen Goodall with several. See how many kids are in that classroom. There's Ben and Drew. Drew Morrow helped out Rachel all week with the crafts. And um, it was great there. There's Mallory and Tansy and several kids getting ready to play games. I don't know who that character is with those two cute little girls, but it was nice. There's Jennifer. It's me again. That girl we called um. We called that girl, uh, what was it, Shizzle or Nizzle? That, her name was Nizzle. Man, she was a cutie. She was like a little snuggle bear. But um, there's Jordan Huddleston, with one of the twins. There's some of the boys. It, I tell you, it was really neat to see a lot of the teenagers change as the week went on. The first day, a lot of the people that came in, um, you know, I think a lot of us were thinking, you know, these kids... They don't care, you know, they're going to beat some of us up, you know. Uh, you know, but, but as the time went on, you know, you see them here, this is one of the last days, well, except this guy on the right. Most of them were smiling, and, um, and you know, just, I thought it was really neat, you know, if, you, if you've seen our, our VBS uh, night here each year, you see how, you know, we sing a lot of fun songs, and I think the first day, none of them would sing at all, and we broke the ice down, and, and, um, by the end of the week, they were all singing the songs, and these guys would be saying, you know, hey, sing that the hippo song, the banana song, you know? And uh, really, really, uh, you know, we really bonded with them. There's Steven. I can't think of her name, but she was around all week. There's Marie with, uh, these girls' names were Pumpkin and Cherry. I remember those, but I can't think of the baby girl in the middle. Uh, there's Colton showing the love that we have for people. <laughs> that would be... Colton Shannon, who's conveniently not here tonight. Um, here's Megan Fisher. Excited she was able to go. There's Marie with one of the teens down there. There are great summer interns, Andy and Marie, uh, and Stephen and Colton. Not really sure what's going on there. Rachel and Marie. There's Andy again. Um, Andy was kind of overwhelmed at everything I threw him this summer. Uh, there's Cecily Hughes. We had a great group that was able to go. There's Colton uh, not attacking someone. There's Jeremy Burkhart, Jocelyn Pirtle, and Tansy. There's Kenny Smith, 
And there's Mitch, Rick. Rick kind of, let's stop right there. Rick, all these adults did so much. Rick kind of did everything uh, under the sun. He, uh, he was just, I think when we tried to leave, the preacher didn't want to let Mitch and Rick and these guys go because uh, they were down there just working so hard. Rick was, uh, anything that needed to be done, he was running trash to be taken out. He's picking up kids, taking people to do Bible studies. Uh, Mitch was able to do a lot of uh, one-on-one Bible studies down there. And, you know, this, you know, the, the preacher just, in the first couple of days, he's just like, who are these guys, you know? Who's this Mitch, you know? You're not, he's not leaving, you know? But um, they, uh, they just did a great job. We appreciate them going. There's Tracy. Okay, now this picture right here, <laughs> the boys kind of had some rough nights, and uh, this is, in the morning we'd have a 30 to 40 minute drive, and as you see, Mitch is the only one that's awake <laughs> in this picture. Uh, now, that, that could be the effects of riding in Old Blue, uh, it kind of wears you out, but they, these boys were troopers, I don't remember how hot it was down there, I know it was hot, and they didn't have air conditioning on this van, um, so they kind of uh, took time to sleep when they could. Uh, all right, I guess that's the last one. Wonderful. Um, anyway, it, it was a great trip. Um, I talked to the preacher today. They're still pursuing a lot of the Bible studies that, that we set up. Uh, we got to go out and knock a lot of doors and hand out a lot of um, pamphlets and things. And, um, you know, when we left, you know, we really felt like we, we made a positive impression on these young people, on these families down there. And, and we're able to show them the love of Jesus. And, um, you know, I know many of us are, are still praying for those kids down there. Uh, Lord willing, we might be able to go back next year. Um, we, would, we would love to. And, uh, you know, I just can't say enough for all the teens that were able to go and all the adults. They just all did a tremendous job. And, um, you know, and, and I just am appreciative to them for that. Um, but, uh, and, and, and let me say this. I, I want to thank the elders. Uh, for allowing us to take trips like these. You know, showed you a lot of fun pictures, but um, we really did work hard. Each of our teens taught classes and got valuable experience working with kids and, and trying to, you know, help them to learn and, and show them love at the same time. And, um, and we're thankful to the elders and all of you who, who uh, supported us and prayed for us. Uh, it was just a, it was a great trip. Um, right now, I'm going to turn it over to several of the young men that went on the trip, and they're going to tell you more about it. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Drew. Drew's going to lead us in song, and Chad Etheridge will lead us in prayer, and Timothy will lead us in song, and then Mitch and Jeremy and Jordan are going to share their thoughts from the trip. And um, so I'll turn it over to Drew right now. Alright, tonight we'll uh, start off with a couple of songs. Uh, let's uh, start off with number 881. 881. I'm satisfied.
Father, we thank you for this beautiful day, and we come before you now with humble and open hearts. We thank you for all the things you've given us, and thank you for the time you've allowed us to gather here today to learn and study more about your word. Help us as we go through this day to, to listen and um, 
taking on the good messages that we hear today and help us when we go out into the community to be a shining light of you and help us to reflect your love to the others around us. We thank you for the church here in Mount Juliet. Thank you for all the good deeds that it does and thank you for allowing us to help others that are in need. Be it those that are the victims of the hurricane and help them to do it the money that we are giving them to benefit from the, the areas that they so need fit. Thank you for uh, allowing us um, to go on these mission trips to reach out to others so one day they may um, join the church and learn more about you and have eternal home with you in heaven. Be with us and the things you've given us and help us to not take the things for granted that is so easy to do. Thank you for sending your son who died on the cross to save our sins that one day we may live with him in heaven eternally. Thank you for the word that you've given us. Through that, we may find the path that leads us to heaven if we do it to the, according to thy will. We thank you for everything and everything you've blessed us with. Help us to um, love one another and show our love upon each other. Thank you for your son. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please turn your songbooks to number 717. Again, that's 717. We will stand. <laughs> You're my brother and This evening will be number 907 if you'd like to mark it in your songbooks. And before our young men come and speak to us this evening about the mission trip, please turn your songbooks to number 721. 721. My latest son is sinking fast, my race is nearly run. My strongest trials now are past. My triumph is begun. Oh, come, angel band, come and around me stand. Oh, bear me away on your snowy wings. To my immortal home, oh, bear me away on your snowy wings to my. 
gain my heavenly home, my spirit loudly sings, thy holy ones behold they come, I say a few words tonight about the trip, about uh, going down to Camilla with the young people. If y'all are wondering about the state of our youth group and of our leadership for our youth group, the state of our youth program is in excellent hands with Phil and his leadership. I think y'all would be proud, had you been there, to see how our young people did on this youth trip. This was a trip that from the beginning was racked with a lot of challenges and adversities. And yet they performed and had tremendous attitudes about it, all of it. I'd like to share with you a verse or two. This is out of James chapter 5. It's just a verse that come to mind with the problems that we had here. James 5 verse 10 says, Take, my brethren, the prophets who have spoken into the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Now, I'm not saying we compare what we went through on this trip to the things the prophets went through, but we look at them and their patience and them suffering affliction, and we can glean a lot from them. But this was a trip that had a lot of challenges with it. From the beginning, we were supposed to leave at 6 in the morning, the night before, Phil calls and says, the bus isn't going to be ready, let's push it back till 9 in the morning. So we meet at the building at 9. And so we've got a group of young people here who are anxious to go, ready to go. And every couple hours we get a report from Phil and Marie, the bus is still not ready, it's still not ready. And yet the young people had such a tremendous attitude about all of this. It was, it was wonderful to see how they responded to this. So we came up with a contingency plan. We were going to take both vans and the Shannon Suburban. And Steve Bradshaw caught wind that we were having problems getting the team down there. And came up and, and uh, came to our rescue. Allowed us to use his truck and trailer. And um, Rick Waldrop there at the end was able to go with us. Uh, so we wound up with the white van, Steve's truck, and Old Blue. And just as a side note, Old Blue may not have a few more trips in them. Uh, we need to be thinking serious about Old Blue. <laughs> but Old Blue got us there and got us home, and we're thankful to God that he did. It got us later into uh, Camilla, or in, uh, into our dorms than we had anticipated. And yet, when we get there, like Phil said, our dorms were pretty good, but the girls weren't quite up to 
to their standards. So uh, that was yet another challenge. We look at all this that went on, and it wasn't just this, but as the week went on, we continued to face challenges. Uh, our classrooms, a blessing, but our classrooms were overflowing with children who wanted to come to the VBS and were serious about sitting and listening to the Bible stories and listening to the stories about God. Um, we had transportation issues. The heat was an issue. And yet, through all this, Everybody's attitude remained positive. Uh, everything went well. Um, so thankful for Miss Katie and her uh, organizing the Vacation Bible School with the times and the, and the classes. And her and Phil working together make a tremendous team. And it just made all the difference in the world. But we look back at all these problems that we had. And a lot of good came out of this trip because of the work that was done in Camilla for the people in Camilla. But in my mind, the best thing that came out of this trip was to see God's providence working through the trip. You see, it wound up being a blessing that we had Old Blue down there in Camilla. We had transportation, we had more kids to pick up than we knew what to do with, and by having Blue there and the uh, Goodson Road church van, we had three vans, we were making two loads back and forth, coming and going. Uh, we had Rick there, who was an invaluable asset. Seems like on every mission trip or every trip I've gone on with the church, there's always one guy that is always looking for something that needs to be done and doing it before it even becomes an issue. And yet you never realize what he's doing until after he's done what needs to be done. And that was Rick Waldrop. Rick was an invaluable asset to our team down there. And for him to go at the last minute like that was a tremendous blessing for all of us. Um, if the bus had been ready, if things had gone as we planned them, these things wouldn't have happened. But God working through his providence made this all happen and made our, uh, our trip so much better for us. And these are the things that our young people were able to see. That even though there's adversity, even though there's problems, we go with the flow and we do the best we can do. And we have faith that God is looking out for us. They were able to see our adults that went along conduct themselves in a way that showed their reliance on God because they weren't upset when these things happened. They just went on with it, saw what we need to do, and got it done. You know, there's two types of people. There's people who put their faith in God's providence, and then there's people who put them, their faith in themselves. And I'm thankful that we here at Mount Juliet have so many leaders that put their faith in God's providence. The way you can tell the two different ones, the ones who put their faith in God's providence accept the challenges ahead of them, and yet they realize that things happen for a reason. There's a reason that things are not going as we planned, and yet they know that God is in control and continue to move on. Those that put their faith in themselves rather than God's providence expect everything to go by their plan and take it personally if it doesn't. We didn't have any of that going on, not with our young people, not with our chaperones, not with anybody. Uh, it was just a tremendous trip all the way around. That verse in James 5 about the prophets, it's interesting, the very next verse, verse 10 talked about, 
looking to the prophets as an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. And then verse 11 says, Behold, we count them happy which endure. You've heard of the patience of Job, and you've seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. That's what we saw in our Lord on the Camilla trip, that as things worked out, he was pitiful to us and full of tender mercy. Everything that happened to us turned out to be a blessing. And I hope we can take that not just on this trip, but in our lives, and look at things that happen to us, challenges that arise, and not say, oh, woe is me, this has happened to me, but realize that there is a blessing in this somewhere. If we believe God's word, Romans 8:28 says, for we know that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. And so we can believe that everything that's happening to us is working together for the good. We had a lot of good opportunities down there to teach the young people. We had a lot of positive feedback from the young people. We saw, like Phil said, hearts change from the beginning of the week to the end of the week. The high school class just continued to grow bigger and bigger every day, which was exciting because they were bringing their friends. They were getting excited about uh, the Vacation Bible School. So much good and so much positive went on, not just with the people in Camilla, but with the people that went to Camilla. And I want to thank the elders for their foresight in allowing Phil to get these trips up. It's an awesome thing when you see the, our young people teaching classes and sharing their faith with someone who doesn't know about God the way they do. That's a tremendous growing experience just to be able to reach out to someone else and say, this is what I believe. This is who God is. This is what God can do for you. And that's what we saw with our young people. And we get them doing that now, and it'll come more natural to them as they get older. And we'll have some tremendous uh, soldiers uh, growing here for Christ. I want to thank each of the members for your support for the youth group. Uh, without your support and your support of Phil, uh, we think a lot of Phil. Phil does a tremendous job in interacting with the youth group, with organizing these things, with uh, motivating us. To, to do better, and we appreciate your support for him as well. Thank you. Good evening. Uh, I am Jeremy Burkhart, and this was my second mission trip to go on with Mount, Mount Juliet Youth Group. Uh, and both experiences have just impacted my life in so many ways. And I think one of the main ways is definitely the, the chaperones and the, and the adults that went with us on this trip. And I just wanted to say thank you to each and every one of them. And, and, and when we got down there, we, got, we met Mr. Curtis Tinson. And he was just, an, he received us very openly. And the whole church did. It was just amazing how they accepted us. And it didn't matter. I mean, it was a mainly black congregation. And... They just accepted us without looking at us. And they just accepted us through Christ's love, which is the way it's supposed to be. And I just wanted to let you all know that we, they, we were accepted very welcomely down there. It was nothing. Uh, but one instance that impacted me while I was down there was I had the opportunity to uh, be the lame man in one of our skits. And uh, 
like before I actually come out, it's uh, Timothy and Stephen Goodall are doing puppets. And if nothing, that's a sight to see. But uh, anyway, uh, that was great. Uh, I love the way that uh, those two could definitely get the kids interacting. And uh, it was great. Uh, but before I came in, you, they make them close their eyes so that I can get on stage or get up front and kind of be there when they open their eyes. Of course, I come running out, and there's a few kids who are, you know, peeking and laughing and, like, you know, saying, hey, there's a kid coming off stage. But uh, it was amazing how when they opened their eyes, they saw me there, the ones that weren't peeking, and how it made them happy, you know, just to see, uh, you know, someone maybe a little closer to their age that, you know, was going to teach them something about the Bible. And, and once I was healed by Peter and John, then I got to run around the auditorium and they thought that was the greatest thing that, you know, they thought I might have actually been healed. You know, I thought I might have actually been a layman. And that was especially interesting to see with the younger kids, how they, how they interacted. And that was, and it, it made me, it impacted me a whole lot because I think of how many of their home lives are probably not very happy and that they probably don't smile that much when they're at home. And I just, it, I mean, it made me feel so important that maybe I got, I got to make that child smile that one day and that for that one moment. And because, you know, they're, they're innocent children, they deserve happiness, if not for more than just a moment. I mean, and if nothing, that, that's what impacted my life mainly from this trip. Um, and w me and a couple other guys, we taught the fifth and sixth grade. And that was an awesome experience because the, they're getting old enough to where, you know, they understand a whole lot about the Bible. and they they are able to understand they'll give you feedback and they'll talk to you about it and uh that was an interesting class i love to have kids that age because you know they do talk back and uh some of them might have been a little rowdy but you know they, we calmed them down and they i think they enjoy the class and i love that age group because they're just they do talk back to you and um yeah but one thing that i want to leave you with is that Things like this are not supposed to be easy. Like, I know we went through a lot of things, as Mitch said and Phil said, but, I mean, if it was easy, we're supposed to go to preach to all mankind. And as it says in the Great Commission, go out and preach to all of God's creation. And, and it's not supposed to, if it was easy, we could have just done a mission trip here, stayed in our homes and go knock, door, knock, uh, door knocked in Mount Juliet and had a VBS for just the visitors and stuff like that. But... I mean, we go down to Camilla, and it's it's so much more rewarding, I think. These kids deserve to have something like that. And I'm just glad that we were able to do that for them. And that's what made me happy. And I thank each and every one of you for letting us go again. Um, and I hope that we get to go many years on. So. What's the first thing you think of when uh, someone says the word vacation Bible school? Oops. Accidents. Yeah. Uh, no. For me, children, it may be, you know, the games, uh, skits, uh, you know, you name anything fun. Some of us may be the food and the fellowship that we get to uh, enjoy together. But for most of us, it's probably the classes. I mean, it is a school, a vacation Bible school, so it has to have classes. And that's what, that's what came to my mind. And that's what they asked me to talk on. 
to speak of, as uh, our classes in Camilla. Um, really, uh, we just took took what uh, we had here and we just shipped it over, and uh, we did the same thing at, at Mount Juliet that we did in uh, Camilla. So it was pretty much identical. Uh, we had uh, less materials and stuff, but we made it work and it, we enjoyed the experience. Um, every day began with singing, like here, and we had a little skit to, do, uh, to go on with uh, the theme of the day or the lesson of the day. And Jeremy was a lame man, Peter and, uh, Peter and John at the temple. I was Saul and uh, I was blind, so I'm not sure if I impacted anybody. I couldn't really see, but I heard some laughter, so I think that's good. But uh, just stuff like that, I know the kids loved it. I know the kids here loved it. and. Uh, it was really a, a good thing, a good feeling when uh, you saw them with smiling faces, and, uh, and it, just, it just warms your heart. Um, we had about you know 45 minutes to teach a class, and some of us, for some of us, it was the first time we've ever taught a class. So I know that we learned a lot, and uh, I do hope that the kids there learned a lot from us, or if not, more than us. Um, we uh, after like uh, after we uh, taught class, we have snacks, games, uh, you know, crafts, uh, just. Keep them interested and keep them wanting to come back tomorrow. Uh, we we taught uh, K through 12, and we actually had to add two classes. Uh, uh, people just uh, on the bus, they just uh, the three and four year olds. They uh, either older brother or sister carried them with them, or uh, they just left them with us. And uh, one of the things Phil told us to be was uh, to be flexible. So uh, we added a class, and uh, we we taught. We didn't even teach them; we just watched them play with them, and that was that was pretty fun. Um, we even had to divide a class in half because, uh, well, Phil told us uh, in the meetings, expect six or seven in each class, you know, nothing big. And, you know, the first day we get there, there's 20 kids in the classroom, and, you know, okay, you know, next day, you know, 30, you know, it just kept on the growing, but it all turned out for the best, and uh, we're glad for that. Um, our lessons included uh, Peter and John, well, they're all from Acts, and Peter and John the Temple, and uh, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, Saul's conversion uh, on the road to Damascus, and uh, Peter uh, being freed from prison uh, by the angel. And uh, after after every lesson in our class, we would uh, we had this big sheet of paper, and we let the the children come up in twos or threes and draw out what they depicted it looked like in each major scene of the story. And uh, we really think that really helped, you know, visually and helped them remember. We have a little game or something, you know, have candy uh, to get, help them get motivated and get. Um, get them to really get into it. Uh, after class, we would dismiss to the auditorium and sing a couple more songs and uh, send them on their way with their little lunches and back on the bus, back to home. Um, if you have seen anybody with our shirts on, I don't see too many, but uh, on them they say it has a, a verse on it. It's Matthew 28, uh, 19 through 20. And, um, and it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Um, uh, this verse is pretty straightforward. Uh, go out into all the world and uh, preach the word. And We are very grateful for the elders and the congregation, this congregation letting us uh, go out. And uh, we, are, we hope to be able to do this again and for years to come. But uh, whether it's uh, Camilla, Georgia, uh, Maryville, Tennessee, or just down the street uh, in some neighbor. Uh, just we uh, need to we feel the need to reach out and to spread the good news that uh, Andrew told talked about earlier this morning. So, if uh, there's anyone here tonight who uh, feels the need that 
that they need to become baptized in Christ and you're willing to do so, I, I encourage you to do that tonight and uh, make your life uh, right with God and give it to Him. And maybe someone has been baptized, but uh, somewhere along the way you've uh, wandered off and you're, you're wanting to make your life right with God. And, and if you want the prayers of the church or if you need anything, uh, please come as we stand and as we sing.